Welcome to the Own Your Life podcast, a podcast about owning our shit, turning struggles into strength, and rising up. I'm your hostess, Bree, and this is the place to be if you're tired of going through the motions, need some quick inspo, and are ready to live on purpose. So Merriam-Webster defines metacognition as awareness or analysis of one's own learning or thinking processes. I love this because it's the first step in really rewiring your brain. So we are evolving into this idea of live on purpose. And honestly, I just pulled that out of my ass one day. I don't know how it just came to me. We'll call it um, a divine message or something, but it's stuck. I just love it. I love this idea of not just sitting back and letting life happen and really settling like something about people just taking the path of least resistance and um, kind of just allowing things to happen. Now, I believe in flow. This is not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being in the vibe or being in flow. I'm talking about people who are too afraid to go after something they want or are just so limited in the things that they believe are possible that they just stay stay where they are. They stay safe If you've ever seen the children's movie Zootopia, (laughs) it's kind of a a parody um, when one of the main characters, Judy Hopps, the bunny, her parents are like, oh, um, to the effect of, oh, well, we just gave up on our dreams and we're happy. We we're just we settled and we're more content than ever. And she's like, yeah, that's great. But, you know, she has big aspirations and these things, um, these goals for that character that seem really unrealistic. And especially, you know, as a rabbit, um, go watch it if you haven't. That that scene makes me giggle. And it's like, oh, exactly. Like her parents are just telling her to play it safe, give up on that big dream, just stay home, just just, you know, stay small and, and be safe. And um you know, you won't get hurt or disappointed. So metacognition, when we when we think about our own beliefs and habits and we can start to examine them, I think that is that is the moment the door opens for you thinking of other possibilities for yourself. And you know, maybe you never change any beliefs or thoughts. You know, maybe, maybe what you believe and have been led to believe and have been taught and and things that make up who you are are things that still apply. But I know for myself, growing through my 20s especially and just really allowing myself to grow into the person I believe I'm supposed to be, I had to shed a lot of old beliefs. And, And sometimes even now I have to talk myself off a ledge and remind myself that certain members of my extended family are not gonna agree with my viewpoints. They're not going to agree with my perspective on certain things in our country, politically, human rights, things like that. And that's okay. I used to be a huge people pleaser. And it was just, um, you know, an alternate form of the way I was crying out for love and acceptance. Just letting, um, always wanting to be the best, always wanting to be the one who's getting praised for whatever achievements I've I've gotten and and accolades and things like that. And it's taken a lot of time. And that's why I'm here today is to talk to you about how to really transform your way of thinking and let yourself grow into who you were called to be. And you're like, how do I even know who I was called to be? I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. And that's okay too. 
that is 100% okay because maybe you're just this lump of clay that is totally malleable and totally ready to be shapen. I think it's very imperative though for you to get grounded and start figuring out what your intuition feels and sounds like to you. That's just a priority for everybody, regardless of whether you feel stuck or whether you feel like you're thriving right now. So neuroscience is, of course, the science of the brain and thought processes and things like that. And there are so many different studies and articles out there. If you just type in Google, um, honestly, I'm too lazy to cite any sources today. (laughs) So this is really... um, this is really a subjective thing, and we call those in science um, when somebody has has had their own experience and they're trying to prove something. We call it anecdotal proof. So I am anecdotal proof that positivity can change your life 100%. Believe this. I know this to be true, and I want to help you do the same. So Type in neuroscience on Google and just poke around for some studies or some articles. A Harvard study directly linked positivity with um, like positive thinking with different brain, like gray matter and white matter. And I don't want to go too deep. I don't want to lose you here. But when we start to transform our outlook, I truly believe that we get reflected back to us in real life what we're putting out in our thoughts and our vibe. You might be like, wow, that's really hippie viewpoint, Brie. But trust me, the Bible says do unto others, right? It's the law of reaping and sowing. You reap what you sow. Whatever you put out there, you're going to get back. Some people call it karma. Some people call it the law of attraction. Some people call it the golden rule. What I know is that I can magnify an experience based on whatever I'm putting out. So, you know, like when you, when you start having a really shit day and then everything else just crumbles down and it goes downhill from there, been there, done that, right? It's just a human thing. Well, you're actually getting back what you've put out. You put out negativity. Maybe you spilled your coffee in your car. You started bitching about that or, you know, you, you hurt yourself physically, stub your toe. God, doesn't that hurt like hell? How? How can one little toe hurt so much? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, that just starts this whole like spiral and domino effect of negativity. And if we aren't aware of it, if we are um, just, you know, passively letting that stuff bleed out of us, then it is this real big cascade of bad things. And then, you know, maybe you almost get into a fender bender and, and you hit the train on your way to work uh, and you have to wait extra 10 minutes and then you're late and things like that. We don't realize that it's a direct mirror of, of what we're putting out. And you may or may not agree with me and that's fine, but stay with me because I'm going to help you implement real life things to help switch your perspective and kind of turn on your positivity switch. So in those studies, a lot of them reference the concept of of the brain being a muscle and this positivity idea, you know, if you want to rewire your brain for positivity, it really does take habit-forming behaviors, behavioral modification, we call that. So it really does take you being aware of your current beliefs and then putting into practice a few things and repetitive habits and repetitive reminders about positivity. And then over time, it just becomes second nature. So 
I love, I love it when somebody tells me um, either a limiting belief or a self-limiting statement or something like that. Um, I love hearing that because I immediately look at it and flip it. It's just one of my my little quirks that I can do. And so my nine and a half year old will say something like, no, I can't do that. And I'm like, you can't do that yet. So there, there will be um, a blog post about the power of yet, right? Um, no, you just, you haven't gotten there yet. You aren't, okay, so instead of saying I'm dumb at this or, or I'm not good at math, then flip it. Math isn't one of my strengths, but I'm smart and I can figure this out. And you just start speaking to yourself in a different way. So I have some anecdotal evidence, some examples of how positive outlook has helped me physically and a time in my life that there have been a handful of experiences in my life where things have just gone really um, unexpectedly wrong. But this one is when I fell on the ice in January of 2016 and I broke the shit out of my ankle. Oh my gosh. I had had some wine at dinner and, um, you know, that probably, I mean, we know alcohol impairs your reflexes and your response time. So, you know, it's hard to say had I not had any wine at supper, would this have happened? But I believe that things happen to teach us something. So it happened. We move on. But in that period of time, that was not my opinion. I actually fell the day or um, like two nights before I was supposed to start a brand new job. So I didn't have insurance. I um, didn't have an income. And here I am with a busted leg. It is my right ankle. I fractured my fibula, I displaced my tibia, and I cracked my medial malleolus or malleolus, however you want to pronounce it. That's the inside ankle bone. So I cracked that, I moved my shin bone over, and I completely fractured the fine, smaller bone, the fib. And uh, that hurt like a son of a bitch. And (laughs) I had convinced myself that it was just a really bad sprain. Like I'd never done anything major like this to my health um, physically like that. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I just sprained this really bad managed to get myself home. I like crawled up my stairs, elevated my leg, put some ice on it. You know, I'm a nurse. I know what to do and woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, uh, something's not right at all. So ended up at the emergency room and found out that it was this really bad break. And so for the next several weeks, I think it was a total of eight weeks. I, I know I had a cast for six weeks and then I transitioned to a boot, but I, you know, I dealt with pain. I dealt with recovering, with being bored, laying in bed with just all of those emotions, the worry, the anxiety about um, not having a stable income and then, you know, not having insurance, just figuring all those, all those details out. But over my journey throughout 2016 and like getting back into walking and exercising, I was so bummed when I found out that my my bones shifted. So, of course, they replaced my tibia. They moved it over. They call it a displaced fracture. So she, um, oh, she repositioned that, and that sucked so bad. It was in office. And um, everything was aligned. Everything looked great. I didn't need surgery. And after physical therapy had begun, then my bone shifted back, like, Now it's um, toward the inside ankle bone again. And with that shift came the dissolution of all my cartilage. So I have bone on bone in my right ankle. No cartilage in there. And I sobbed like a baby once I had the the specialist appointment and saw those 
diagnostics and he told me that I saw the x-ray and um, he's like, yeah, you have arthritis. You'll have this for the rest of your life. You're going to have to deal with this. And I just cried. Like, what does this mean? And so in that time I was really catastrophizing. I was really focusing on the negative. I was really feeling sorry for myself. Um, I had started smoking again. I was drinking a lot at that time to, you know, poorly cope, but that's what I did. And now that I work in a pain clinic, I know I can see when people are catastrophizing. And it's something that you really have to work not to do. So my whole point of telling you this is when I was making a big deal out of this and really lamenting on this experience and why me and now I can't work out or can I work out? I don't know. It's going to hurt like hell. Um, My pain was notably worse. After I kind of shook myself out of it, like, okay, like, you need to stop the pity party right now. That's not the example I want to set for Jude, that it wasn't getting me anywhere. I was just, like, stuck in this repetitive cycle of being sorry for myself, uh, having a lot of pain, and and then what? And, you know, I, I don't last like that for very long. I just, like, can't stand stagnation. I I just have this constant desire to be growing and moving forward, right? And and that can, you know, be detrimental on a whole different level for me not stopping and and pausing and feeling, you know, proud of how far I've come or just being in the moment, but that's that's for another day. So, once I decided to stop catastrophizing this and really magnifying how bad this was, I bought an ankle brace. I learned how to modify a lot of things in my workouts. Physical fitness is really important to me. And so I didn't want to lose that. They offered me a surgery to fuse those bones together. So when there's not motion and those bones aren't kind of shifting back and forth and grinding on each other, that does alleviate the pain. But with a fusion, you lose some range of motion. I was like, oh, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. So to be honest with you, sometimes I have these uh, waves of sadness. Like I love wearing high heels. I I loved it. It was one of my things. It was a way I dressed up an outfit. I could run in heels at one time. It was awesome. Um, So I really can't wear heels anymore. And sometimes, you know, that wave of sadness will come over. But I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful that I have two legs that I can walk on. And now I can flip it. And I can recognize those thoughts when they come and shut that shit down and flip it into something where I'm grateful. And that's what I want you and I would encourage you to start doing with yourself. We, none of us live in a perfect world. That is not real. I'm not saying that you have to be maniacally happy all the time. Absolutely not. But I would challenge you to grow and try on for size a little bit of gratitude and see how that feels and see what happens then. See what things start to change in your real life. So... My pain actually is very well managed now, and nothing has changed. I haven't regrown any cartilage. I haven't, all I'm on is a prescription strength anti inflammatory. So it's like prescription strength ibuprofen, basically, uh, a little more gentle on my GI tract. But nothing else has changed. I am still rebuilding muscles around my ankle. I am still, actually, my calf is a little, like, maybe a quarter of an inch smaller (laughs) than my left leg. Um, Weird things that only I know, right? Um, The only thing that's changed is my outlook and my attitude. So even if you do think that I'm full of hippy-dippy shit, I would encourage you to still try on some positivity because 
It might not fix everything, but you're going to feel a hell of a lot better going through whatever problems you face if you have a positive outlook. I believe that to my core. So there are some studies with mixed evidence and mixed outcomes on cancer patients with their positivity. But one that I read, one little snippet I read on the American Cancer Society said, patients that have a positive outlook are more likely are less likely to be hospitalized during the course of their treatment. So there's not a direct correlation between positivity and lifespan right now with cancer patients, but cancer patients who remain walking on that sunny side of the street and they remain positive, not, again, not positive 100% of the time, but more positive than not, and with a, a can-do outlook, those patients seem to have less hospitalizations during their treatment. So I thought that was cool. So, Brie, how do we rewire our brain? How do we do this? I have a few examples from my my own daily life that I, I can help you with. I want you to put into practice. So, number one, get yourself a dry erase marker. And I want you to write some message to yourself on your mirror. We stand in our mirror. We put, a lot of us put our makeup on there. We brush our teeth there. We wash our face, wash our hands. After we go to the bathroom, um, especially now, we're washing our hands all the time. Stand there and read that while you are doing whatever else you're doing. Read those messages of positivity yourself. At first, it's going to feel like you're kind of brainwashing yourself. But over time, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, I can do this. Hell yeah, I'm capable. Hell yeah, everything that I need to succeed is already within me. Hell yeah. And you start getting those messages really implanted into your brain. The second thing, most of us have a smartphone. If you don't, I don't know who you are or what's wrong with you. But take out your smartphone and go to your calendar and plug in reminders or somehow on your phone, you know how it works. On my iPhone, I go to my calendar and I type in an event and I have it pop up several times throughout the day. I have these pop up, these just little messages I've written to myself. And mine are a lot of abundance style messages. Um, I'm a magnet for miracles. I honor how I want to feel. Oneness is my true nature. Energy flows where my intention goes. That's 100% one I want you to write down wherever you write it. Energy flows where my intention goes. So whatever you focus on is what magnifies. Wherever you're putting all of your efforts and energy, that's going to be what expands. I choose to learn through love. I attract support from the universe. There's a stream of love supporting my dreams. I am the dreamer of my dream. Those are mine literally just read them for you out of my phone. And they pop up several times throughout the day, just in random, in random timeframes. And I love that because we always, we're checking our phone, whether for the time or a new headline or a message from a loved one, whatever. But then I see that pop up and I, I'm an Apple girl. So I have my iPad and my uh, MacBook. And so it pops up on all my devices. So no matter what I'm up to, I'm like, oh, I get that little remind reminder. Also, you can start to rewire your brain by sitting down and consciously making out either a list of things you're grateful for. You see me do this on social media or writing little notes, little, you know, random act of, acts of kindness notes, write a thank you card to somebody, write, drop a little card in the mail that says uh, why you love them. Remind them that they're so loved. Just start putting good things out into the world. When something good happens to you, speak it out loud. You know, when I get a good spot at the store, I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. Especially if the weather is bad. I'm like, oh, yes. Thank you so much. Um, just delight in these little moments. Gabby Bernstein calls them miracle moments. And I think it's so true. Miracles 
aren't always these earth-shattering, earthquaking events. They're everyday occurrences, and they are your birthright. They're just little, um, some people call them God winks or God nods, um, just little moments that you can remember, oh, yeah, you are supported. Yeah, your creator does love you and wants to see you succeed. When you write out your gratitudes, really take it deep and write why you're grateful for that thing. Because we can go, oh, I'm so grateful for my shoes. And so like when I <laughs> tell Jude to do something or make a list or something to this, this effect, he's just so concise and <laughs> he doesn't expand on a thought whatsoever. So yeah, we can go boom, boom, boom and quickly write down 10 things. Or we can sit and ruminate in it a little bit and really let that sink in. How blessed you are. Did you wake up today? Are you healthy? Do you have your loved ones around? Are you in a warm house? Do you have electricity? Do you have clean water? Do you have clothes that you're wearing? Do you have a vehicle? Do you have a job? Think. And then think about why you're grateful for those things. Even if you're not really that healthy at this moment in time when you're hearing this, do you have two legs? Do you have health insurance? Do you have people supporting you during your illness? I feel like there's always something to be grateful for. Always. And not ever to diminish your situation, but to help you find those silver linings and then cling to them. Because what we focus on is what expands. Share with me your favorite ways to stay grateful and the fa your favorite ways to infuse positivity into your life. I want to hear them. Also, go to BreeClass.com and find a couple of free positivity tools made just for you. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope, hope, hope this helps you in a big, big way. I got your back. As Oprah says, your time is your most valuable resource, so thank you so much for listening. For more inspirational and empowering content like this, find me on Facebook, Instagram, and of course at BreeKloss.com. Live on purpose, and remember, the universe has your motherfucking back. <laughs>